Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. How can you be around 600 people and still be social distancing? Um, have some space between you. Yeah, or you have to live in an RV. Yeah. Because you can be around a lot of people and still remain social distance and still stay safe. Another question I want to ask is that if everything has two sides to it, every coin has two sides and you have light and you have darkness, what is your preference? Light or darkness? Light. I like the light too, but you know what? There was a time when we were in the dark. And so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the dark side. That sound like a movie. The dark side. We're going to talk about the things that people don't talk about that happen in relationships and that have happened to us as individuals and as a couple so that we can kind of help pave the way towards us building, repairing and restoring healthy rich relationships now when you think of dark side you automatically think that things are bad does that necessarily mean everything is bad yeah it's bad so why did you think of dark side towards as it pertains to relationships because i think you know we 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 tend to be a very we, we want to keep the episodes and the podcast very positive and encourage you. We want to encourage you. We want to educate you. We want to inspire you. But sometimes to do that, we have to tell you the flip side. We have to make sure that we're being real and transparent about the fact that everything in relationships isn't light and everything in relationships isn't positive. They're going to be, there's going to be a dark side. And so if we don't talk about it, I think we leave room for the dark side to Okay, we have to stop now, only because you just heard that as it went by. That's someone in their Jeep. See, that's the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually recording while we're just taking some time away from our normal everyday life. We're actually in South Florida yes, right now are. in an RV park at McDill Air Force Base. And what you just heard was a big old truck just went by. Well, actually, it wasn't a big truck. It was a little bitty um, Jeep. Jeep that sounded like a big truck. Well, anyway, you were saying. Yes. And so I think it's important that we are open about the things in relationships. You know, when do you know to say goodbye? When do you know to let things go? Because that's just as much a part of building and repairing as all the positive things we talk about. So I want to talk about four things that I learned from the dark side of my life that I would not want anyone else to have to go through. Okay. And then I want you to talk about how many ever things you would feel comfortable sharing. But, you know, I, I don't have a problem with being transparent because I think that, you know, the Bible says, you'll know the truth and it'll set you free. And so in, in order to go through and appreciate the light, you have to have had some dark. Well, you know, there's been lots of dark parts of my life, but I think the, the area where I struggled with the most in darkness was my addiction with food. That was one of the biggest things that I did in secret. And it, it haunted me for so many years. And so I think that when you think about a relationship that you have to hide, a relationship that you have to keep in darkness, those are the kind of relationships that you need to begin to learn how to let go of them. And I know for me, one of the biggest um, eye-opening areas and what brought a lot of light to that for me was when I got saved. And when the Lord began to show me and teach me that anything that you 
put as a priority, anything that you make first, it becomes a God to you. And so for me, for a lot of years, food was a God and it was an area where I really struggled with eating in secret. But would you say that that had an impact on the, our relationship or any relationship that you had before me as far as from a dark perspective? Of course it did, because when you don't see yourself properly, how can you even give yourself away at a level that is acceptable or healthy because you don't love you. So I didn't really love me. So I think that that affected how I viewed a lot of the things. Because when we first started dating, I didn't understand why you even liked me because I didn't see me the way you saw me. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, when your self-esteem is low, when you don't value yourself, there's things that you accept and there's things that you hold on to. And so it wasn't until I let go of that relationship that I had with food. Yes, I still eat. But I realized that that was a relationship I had to say goodbye to because it was affecting me. And I allowed the light of God's truth to come into my life as far as, you know, my value and food having the proper place. And I also allowed the the truth of eating the way they eat plant based, eating more whole real foods and colorful foods. So that was the light. And my addiction and my relationship, unhealthy relationship with food was a very dark area for me. But you say that even as I thought about while we when we dated, I didn't see, like you say, dark place of food was a problem for our relationship, though, because I kept it a secret. It was something that, you know, a lot of times when you have and I think the things that hurt us the most are the secrets that we keep from the people around us. And if you would have asked me that, I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate it because I didn't realize that I was doing things one way around you and another way when I was by myself. So as an example, when you said you kept it from me, I don't understand that. Well, I think about just like, did you know I ate like a box of cereal every day? No. Yeah. Did you know that I would eat a box of cereal and then I would go to the drive-thru and get the kids McDonald's? Well, I could say this. Because you, obviously in our, at the stage we're at now in our life, things have changed. Oh, yes. you, we eat healthier. You're smaller than you were when we started dating. Mm-hmm. So it was apparent that you ate more than you should. Right. So I, I think that's about as polite as I can and say I th- it. And I think that's so, one of the things about our, we don't realize that everything you do in the dark is going to have a manifestation. So while, no, you may not have known what I, how much I was eating or what I was eating, the evidence of it was yes. very, very apparent. Right. You know, and so I think sometimes we don't realize we say that, oh, no, I'm fine. But there's evidence of that that's being shown that if people keep asking you the same question, it's probably because they see something that you're not really confronting or dealing with. And so it's important that you are honest with yourself about, well, maybe this is something I need to really look at. You know, and so I think about when it comes to relationships, I think about even just relationships with other people that were unhealthy for me, that that brought out or exposed me to things about myself. We were listening to Stevie Ferguson today. He was talking about who basically whose report are you going to believe? What are people saying to you? What are you going to listen to? And so I think that it's important that we begin to really examine ourselves and look deep inside of us and look for those areas that are dark so that we can. And not everything that's being in a dark place is not necessarily a bad thing as long as it's something we're going through. Because the Bible tells us, although we walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness, we, you know, we're not going to stay there. And so I think that light and dark are a part of everyone's life, everyone's story and everyone's relationships. It's just that sometimes some people end up living in darkness versus going through darkness. So you said one that was 
food was one of them. But you said something just now that resonated with me because unhealthy relationships was a dark area. Yeah. If I could say it was for me and, and maybe it may resonate with someone else. But when you have relationships in your life that you may have had for a long time, some of them were just out of history. Some mm-hmm. of them were just because of, as we would say, providence, mm-hmm. because you are from the same lineage. Right. That you're automatically supposed to just get along. And that may not be the case. You know, sometimes you're going to have relationships, whether they're close, intimate family members, extended family members, or even someone that you grew up with, someone that um, you may have established a relationship with later on in life. An unhealthy relationship is a dark area for everybody. And you know why it's a, it's a dark area? Because anything that doesn't make you better is it's, it's darkness. And so relationships should challenge you. They should encourage you. They should definitely make you better. Because if you have those relationships that aren't feeding your growth or you're helping someone else along, more than likely, we were kind of talking about this a little bit on our drive down here. They're going to dissolve. Yes. They're just going to fade away. You don't have to do anything because if you don't build on something that's more foundational than common interests and hobbies, then they're going to fade away. And on top of that, I would say even those relationships that you may have had or continue to have right now that aren't a positive for you, you probably need to reevaluate the purpose of the relationship. And I think sometimes, you know, we we say, well, what do you mean it's not healthy or what do you what are some examples? Anything you have to hide, anything that when you think about it, it makes you feel like that feeling of. You know, I think about even when I was younger in my 20s, I think about just drinking and then you wake up the next day. You're like, oh, what did I say? Or you regret something that you did or said. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to anything you're doing, any relationship you're in, if you have to hide it, if it makes you have more regrets, then it makes you have things you're rewarded by or you're celebrating. And if you if you're not growing and getting better, if you're not moving towards something that's a goal or like we talked before about character and values, when those things aren't being modeled, when those things aren't being nurtured, then those are sometimes the relationships we have to learn how to say boy bye or girl bye or appetite bye. It could be shopping. It could be it could be anything that becomes an unhealthy place in your heart. And I think that those are the kind of things that we have to make sure that we bring to the forefront so that we know, well, how do you know if this is a, if this is good for me? How do I know? You know, because there is, like I said, there's two sides to every coin. There's light and there's dark. There's good and there's bad. But how do you know when something is not healthy for you? Well, I think you just described some of those things that tell you when they're not beneficial for you. The problem that I think we may come across is knowing when to let them go. Yes. Knowing when to let it go when those things are happening. If if a relationship is causing you stress, mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. all those types of feelings that are not positive, you need to reevaluate the relationship in its entirety. And if these things are destroying the relationship, because the thing about it, I remember, um, you know, we have our fruit on the table um, in the, in the kitchen and, I kept smelling something I'm like, what is wrong? Something's going on. And it was because there was a piece of rotten fruit underneath the bowl. And eventually, because the fruit was sitting on top of that fruit, because from the top, you couldn't see that it was rotten, but you could smell it. And you could look at it and see that the rotten fruit was making the fruit that was 
not rotten become rotten. Mm -hmm. So what you don't realize is those relationships or those habits or those beliefs or those um, or the lack of character that you're having, it's affecting the other parts of your life. And so you have to look at the things in your life that are good and positive and that are encouraging. And you have to say, is this something that is adding to my life? Is, is it pushing me towards, you know, accomplishing my goals? Are they believing in me? Are these things serving my, because one of the questions in the book is, we, you know, we ask, what are your values? And then we ask, are your habits lining up with your values? So when we talk about dark and light. It's important that we realize that if you have values and your lifestyle don't reflect your values, that's an area of walking in darkness. Because it's one thing to not know what's right, but it's another thing to know what's right and to do something that's wrong. Now, the Bible even addresses that when it talks about good character destroys. Mm -hmm. Evil evil association destroys, destroys good, good character. character. And that's a perfect example of it. You know, that, that piece of fruit was perfectly fine. First Corinthians 15. Yes, until it sat on that rotten fruit. So, you know, when you're young, you know, you're raising your kids and when you're, you know, my mother was always really bad about, big about the friends you have, the people you, you associate with. Well, that's not just for teenagers. It's not just for children. It's also for adults. That should be for everyone. Yes. We have to think about that. We have to consider the people we keep company with and the people, the, the, the voices that we're listening to and the people that are feeding into us. I remember one time Pastor Lane said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yes. And so I think it's just as important to say, show me your goals and let me see your habits because you can have all the goals in the world. But if your habits don't reflect that then it's very easy for you to get caught up in something that you maybe not in, had not intended. Right. So that's, well, I guess we can say that's number two. That's so number how two. about number three? Well, you know, I, I, if I really had to think, because I think a part of it is that we all have things about our life. We talked about, you know, the hidden areas. There are things that we have, we may have done or areas where we struggle. And I think for me, one of my biggest areas, you talked about relationships. My biggest area of darkness is giving people, inviting people in based on their potential versus accepting that when people show you who they are, that's who they are. And so for me, I had to learn that my desire to be in relationships with people had to be sifted through what is what's good and perfect for me. You know, because sometimes you can want to have relationships with people and because you have that desire, you ignore all the things that are good and pure and lovely. So for me, I would have to say a very dark area of my life was pulling people into a place that they really didn't have the character to be in. And so for me, I think it's, I had to be realistic about what I'm accepting and who I'm going to invest my time in. Because when you have established a relationship, let's just say when you're dating, you're starting yes. out dating for those who are just starting out their dating relationship or maybe you just got interested in a person we're talking about the dark side of things of dark yes. sides of relationships on this episode of the rich relationship podcast with gil and renee episode 81 and this part right now we call are y'all single people come on come on single people let's, <laughs> come on let's get around the mic but what i was <laughs> going to add to it was if you're at that very beginning stage don't date potential oh my gosh it's so dangerous to date potential because potential doesn't mean you ever reach it because when I say that, I'm going to be Uncle Gil right now. For <laughs> those who are old, Uncle Gil. or I won't say 
Papa Gill or whatever. <laughs> I'm not trying to be somebody's father other than Aaron's. But, but you're a good uncle. But I'm a, I want to be your friend. <laughs> so I would no, say. No, he wants to be your mentor, your facilitator. Well, that too. I, whatever hat you want to put on it, all I'm going to say is don't date potential. Yes. If a person, that's the whole point of dating and getting to know someone is to getting to know the entire person, the good and the bad. You don't have to sever the relationship or, destroy, or throw it away. I'm not saying that. Because what it's going to erode anything that you don't feed. It's going to die. And because if those things you, you let's just like I was saying, let's just say you have this relationship or you starting it out and you you with this person and you start seeing yellow signs, yellow, yellow warning signs or even red flags. Pay attention to them. Yes. You are seeing them for a reason, maybe especially when you start seeing things that you've seen in other relationships that have faded away or you severed or you just called it. As you said, boy, bye, girl, bye, whatever. Mm -hmm. Boy, bye. That was a reason why you did it. And more than likely, you are going to gravitate to that same type of unfortunate character mm -hmm. or those compromised values. And maybe. there's a difference between having character and being a character. Right. I think that sometimes women and sometimes men are attracted to people who are charismatic, but they don't look beyond just the exterior. Right. They just are drawn in by the, you know, it's to tell us everything that glitters isn't gold and everything that's shiny may not necessarily be really, really fresh and clean. Right. So that's the, the, the third one. And then the fourth one I would say is not being honest to myself about who I am and who I'm, I'm not, who I'm not. So a lot of this is what you're hearing is about the dark sides of things in relationships. Maybe it's just some markers to give you an idea about but you'll notice that a lot of these are introspective. They are. Because at the end of the day, it's not our goal or our job or our mission to look for darkness in other people. Because the only way the darkness in other people can affect you is when you get in relationships with them. So if we examine our own hearts and we allow God to show us the things about us that are um, unhealthy or where there's darkness, um, I, and I think another big area for me is wanting the best for people. And trying to give people, because that's where I came from, information unrequested is unreceived, giving people advice they haven't asked you for. Because regardless to how good some insight is, if people don't ask you, they really, truly, truly don't want to know. You sure? Because you may want to give your opinion no, all the time because, you know, my opinion is valuable. What I you. think of no, what I think about you and the things that you do and no. the things that you say are very, very important. And you need to heed those things. And what's funny is when and you I'm being facetious, telling me that, and I'm yes, being you facetious are. Right yeah, you now. are. But that's one of the things you always, you'd always tell me, baby, people don't want to know. No, no, that's not what I said, y'all. I would say people don't care. They don't care. They don't care what you think. Because the they don't really care about your do, opinion. They, they don't care about any of that. No. You think it's important. Right. And you think what you have to say is important to them. But guess what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's not. Yeah. Because if people don't ask what you think, if they don't ask for your feedback, they don't ask for your guidance, they don't ask for your direction, they really don't. And so giving, so giving information without being ask is a really big dark area and I think that sometimes as women I can only speak for me that was something I had to really I really struggle with and as I'm mastering it because I won't say I've mastered it I'm still learning you begin to see your relationships begin to flourish I'm gonna ask this question and you can tell me this is totally off the cuff y'all we we have nothing in front of us as far as notes or anything like that <laughs> because we are uh, kind of on vacation and we but we still wanted to record an episode I'll ask a question, and and this is really for understanding. Why do women 
and I'm not just saying guys do it too, but I'm asking you because I'm talking to a woman right now. Mm-hmm. Why do women think they have an opinion that is valuable to everybody else? Like you just decide. Well, describe. I think it's the nature of because we carry things inside of us. We carry children. We internalize things. And I think that when something is inside of you, if you don't learn how to apply it to yourself first, because it's easy to focus on controlling others. One of the things I put in my first book, Tragedy to Majesty, is when I learned to control myself, everything around me changed. And I think that the more information you have inside of you, the more you want to share it. But if you apply it first and work on it, because I always say, learn it, live it, teach it. You got to learn it. Live it, teach it. But I think that sometimes as women, we teach it, teach it, teach it, but we're never learning it. We're never living it. So I think that if we took the steps of learning it, living it, and then, and I even think about as a believer, the Bible doesn't tell you to tell people what to do. The Bible tells you to show people what to do. So I think what's helped me and what's brought so much light to my life is learning that people, you are a better example by what you do versus what you say. So that's the only I can only answer for me as a woman is that I think that, you know, you you think you're helping and you think that people need to be mothered. And sometimes they just need to see your example. OK, so I'm going to answer your question. Yeah, it did. And it, it did. And I'm going to give you one. So that was the four that you were talking about. So I'm going to give and you, you have more. You can go ahead and give more. I but I, but, I, more, but I, I'll give I wanna, you one. I want to keep it. I'll give you one that that kind of was a challenge in a dark area for me, even as I was growing up. And the Bible kind of addressed it in first John chapter two. It talks about the lust of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling y'all, I remember I wanted stuff. Yeah. And when you hear the word lust, you automatically gravitate and think Toward it's something. Sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Mm-hmm. So one of the dark areas for me was the lust of the eye. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, whether it was the car when I was growing up, trinkets and bottles, I, I say it like this when you were in your teens you wanted to wear your money mm-hmm. when you're in your 20s you wanted to drive your money mm-hmm. when you're in your 30s you want to live in your money mm-hmm. when you're in your 40s you want to invest your money and when you now that we're in our 50s age i would say when you hit your 50s now you want to stay save and retain your money <laughs> well you know and i think a part of it is creating a legacy with your money well and and that was the reason why i say that and that's just the the world according to gill it's mm-hmm. nothing that's just something that i thought not about the gospel. it's, it's the not gil- it's, it's the not gospel. right it, <laughs> <laughs> and so even as i talk about the lust of the eye and the pride of life the bible talks about it and like i said in first john but that was something that I thought about as a dark area for me because you naturally want stuff. Mm -hmm. You naturally want things, whether it's the awesome career, whether it's the clothes, the cars, the tangible physical things. And unfortunately, sometimes it's a person that you lust after. I'm not talking about you got a celebrity crush. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you have this person that may have been in your life or currently in your life that you wanted more than anything else. And you're willing to compromise who you are or as a person to get that yeah and yeah i think about it's funny you talk about things when you and and you said it best you said when i was empty i used to have that right and i think a part of our darkness is being aware that the only thing that can really get rid of darkness is light Mm -hmm. things can't people can't it has to be light and so i appreciate you being transparent about that you know as far as 
the the trinkets and baubles things because I think we do get trapped in knowing that you 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 can only have so many pairs of shoes because one of the things we did an interview how many pairs of shoes you got you you only got two feet and I could I never thought that I could ever say that but you begin to live your life through minimalist you begin to live your life with experiences and not thinking about stuff so much well some do some don't as yeah. you get older it's you a start thinking. yeah think it it's is a journey. you start thinking and it's of- exposure it's also being exposed and seeing someone that's truly free and saying hmm i think i want some of that what's the what they got what is it they ain't got a lot of stuff what is it it's almost like the more the freer you are usually comes with less stuff, stuff. whether yes. it's emotional baggage whether it's physical tangible mm-hmm. things that you have in your closet in your driveway in your house in your storage room in your storage shed mm-hmm. in your storage locker in your storage facility all the things that we think are trying to fill that void and that hole in us that we're trying to fill it with something can be a dark area. It can. So that was my one. You said you had something else. Yet. Well, no, I gave three. So what? no, that was four. You gave that four. was four. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gave. I four. gave okay. one. That's because okay. I jumped in and I said, "I got one. I got one." Okay. But, well, if you had to think about an area, so we talked about the dark side. I think a part of it is knowing. We apologize for some of this ambient background noise. We have tried to close off as much as we can, y'all. But it's when when you're here, on the though. Air Force Base, nine times out of ten, you're going to hear a plane eventually. Yes, and this is on a Sunday. Yes. But you still hear planes. So I'm, I'm going to try my best to edit this stuff. But <laughs> if you hear that, just charge just know it. Just know. This is real. People. This is real. So that's how you know it's real because it's not perfect. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think a part of that's another the area of darkness is striding for perfection. Mm. I think that's a really big dark area because anything that's perfect is probably not real. Or it's going to have some challenges and some things that don't go up to according to your plans that happen that are going to be challenging for you, but you just got to go with the flow. Yeah. And I think a part of this, one of the things Michelle says, it doesn't have to be perfect to be good. I think that living your life looking for light and looking for relationships that build you up and that leave a positive impression. Because you think about it, even when it comes to places you go and things you do, no one wants to go someplace where they're, they they don't feel welcome or no one wants to do something and you wake up, you know, regretting it. You know, no one wants to um, have so much stuff that you don't have time for the people you care about. And so anything can be a dark area. But if you're in a dark area, if you're in a dark place, just know, follow the light, look for people and look for activities and look for opportunities to grow and to walk towards relationships and habits and choices that serve you well and that leave a legacy and a lasting impression of something that would be inspiring, encouraging, and that brings light and love to the people around you. Because, you know, no matter how you feel about being in a dark area, maybe we identify some of the things that have been challenging or in a dark area resonate with you to say, hmm, maybe that's a dark area for me. You don't have to stay there. No. And we're all going to go through a dark time, either now, later, in the past, or in the future. It's a part of life. So just remember, come out of the darkness, into the light. And we are stronger together. Let's grow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification to notify when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gilly Lay. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it can help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with us.
And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard. Remember, the stronger together. Let's grow.